that's the real spot. Yeah. Miles is the same way. Sometimes when we film videos, like in between commercial, like in between songs or commercial breaks, like we have to turn down their headphones so we can film <laughs> something. And you don't just hear the song. <laughs> I believe that. Dun, 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 dun. Have you heard the song Dopamine? No. Uh, Jesse sent it to me recently. It's pretty dope. <laughs> it's been floating around the meltdown, people. That's why I wasn't sure. Well, and then there's dope meme, dopamine. I'm a meme guy. So I saw a funny one the other day that was just dope meme, and then it was like equals dopamine. <laughs> That's the best Good joke. Day. There we go. You're listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tits. Starring the tits. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode two sixty three. What's up? It's your host, the Ted Smith. I'll be host of this year' podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Oh, I almost screwed that up. All right, to the left of me. Actually, he's here to the right of me. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Market's up nearly thirteen hundred points today, despite lawmakers <laughs> despite lawmakers pushing for tariffs on Mexican goods starting early next week. Shares of the podcast trending upward as well. Uh, ahead of higher than anticipated temperatures, talk of a summer float, and Ted spotted by paparazzi yachting over the weekend. Will Summer Ted pop bottles and drop models this summer, or is his party boat staying in port? We'll find out at five. Woo. All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up, making sure the headphones are at appropriate levels. <laughs> Matt Common, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Good. I hope you find a port or two for your boat this summer, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I was on a, I was on a sailboat. That does, that's not a yacht. Well, I mean, what's the difference? Uh, well, yachts don't have sails. Yachts? There yeah. are many yachts with sails. Here we go again. I don't know. Let's take a look. I Both feel like misinformation. Giant yachts. I feel like the I yachts mean, on look, picture don't have sails. If you're going to go to an extreme level of like the, the biggest yachts in the world, some of them might have sails, but that's generally yachts are powered by engines and have like. I did just Instagram Google image models. search yacht and I'm not seeing a single sail. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, there's one. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it, it's I would very say yachting. Rare. I'm going to stick with what I said, actually. But I know what you mean. Like these big power yachts and stuff, very few. The stock report sounded dope. I'll give you that one. I just wasn't sure if we could say drop models. Why not? I don't know. It just, like, it, you know, what, is, like what, is one, how is one, what is one to take that to mean? To drop models. Could be like a drop bear. <laughs> oh yeah, I forget you live there. You get that. That was the most unexpected <laughs> shit you, you could say. Uh, oh man. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's that time of year. Uh, kids are graduating from uh, from school, right? School years are ending. If you go to a private high school, they're ending. I'm thinking public school lasts a little longer. June twentieth, I want to say, ish in Seattle. All right, so everybody knows I went to a private high school, probably the greatest high school in the country in DeMatha Catholic High School. All the way. I was almost said it. <laughs> How would uh, people know that? <laughs> I never I never talk about it. <laughs> By the way, shout out to, uh, oh, who was it on the Warriors the other day? Quinn Cook. He put in some big buckets. DeMatha guy. Nice. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, so Day High School, which is a Catholic high school here in Seattle, is right up the road from here. So I've seen the, the students walking by. It's obvious they're having half days. 
right? And it's not hard. Like, they're all wearing khakis, nice tennis shoes, and like a hoodie. Like, oh, Catholic school kid. Mm-hmm. So they're all leaving. But some of them, I know, are good athletes, right? And some of them look like strong, powerful athletes. But they walk very slow. So I was kind of thinking, like, do adults just walk faster? Are they cooler? Or do they just not have nowhere to be? Well, that's a good question. I'd like to hear your theory on it. My theory would be that for adults, like, where – okay, let's take, for example, you're at your house – at your house, you're chilling, right? All right. You're having a good time. Then you're going to head to a bar to meet up with some of your friends where you'll also be having a good time. So the walk in between is just your transportation section. Right. School is the opposite. You're at school, which you are not chilling at. You're going home, which you are also not chilling at. So the walk in between is your leisure time, i.e. that's where you want to take more time to hang with your friends, BS, whatever, because it's on the walk where you get those breaks from mom and dad. Or, and or the school teachers. All right. So this started yesterday. I was like, man, do they just walk slow because they're cooler than us? Because they're still high school kids? But no, today, you're exactly like, that's kind of where I got to. I was like, well, they're leaving school, but they're in no giant rush to get home unless you don't have parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and they are cooler than us also. They are. So they get to walk slower and kind of be cool. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like I stopped being cool like four years ago. And yeah, that, like high schoolers are always cooler than everyone, you know? That's their whole thing. Yeah. At least they think that anyway. I was going to say, you're saying they're actually cool or they no, just think they are. No, they think they are. I would say like as far as cool, I, I feel like there's, well, some people would probably argue that cool is timeless, but it really depends on the, the strata, I would say, age-wise. What do you think, Ted? I mean, all right, we're going to veer off, get into a different conversation, but I also think it Shocker. depends on your definition of cool. Yeah, Totally. Right? Like, I think what you do is cool to me. Like, I like that you start businesses and try to, you know, and, and get them going and run them. Right? But for other people, cool might be working a, a job that doesn't have the volatility. It's not Viability? As, no, not as uh, volatile. Oh, volatile? Yeah, volatility. Thank you. As your job. So they might say, hey, making, you know, a job I don't like as much, but it's safe and it's got that, this mm-hmm. and that. That's cool. Yeah, people definitely value safety and security. I was thinking cool as more of like a an ease with oneself. You know what I mean? Like the one the way in which one inhabits the world. Mm. Like in the way that Bob Marley was cool. Like Bob Marley had a cool job, but also like if you were just chilling, talking to Bob Marley at an airport, you'd be like, man, like that guy's got no worries, you know? Yeah. Like he's at ease with who he is as a person and his mode of living. So that's kind of what I think of as more – more timeless cool. Like, I feel like Johnny Cash eventually got there. Like, yeah, I'm mostly thinking of musicians, which could be a manufactured cool by the media. I don't know. Well, there's also, I think, honestly, sometimes there's, like, super good athletes who you know and you're jealous of them. Well, I am because they, they could play professional sports. But also, like, they're not that cool. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like I love, I, I'm a LeBron, LeBron James fan. All right? I like the guy and this and that. I like what he does, blah, blah, blah. Like, that video he put out two weeks ago trying to be funny, talking about Taco Tuesday, like, that's not funny. <laughs> I didn't but even it, hear it. It's just him, like, with an Instagram with his family, like, it's Taco Tuesday, and he's trying to make, like, funny faces. But also, I've been he's in- Trying pl- to be Shaq? Right. So, I've been in plenty of rooms, and I'm sure you have, too, where the best athlete on a team or whatever, like, people just kind of give him a courtesy laugh, because mm-hmm. he's the best athlete, but it's like, right, like, that doesn't make, like, he's, he's super cool, he's a great athlete, athlete but he's not funny. 
Yeah. So I think cool can be the same way. You can have a great job and stuff. It doesn't make you cool. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Matisse? I feel like I'm constantly... <clears throat> I feel like I'm as cool as I've ever f***ing been, first of all. But I define cool to my high school self, if that makes sense. Like, Oh, yeah. But when I was in high school, I didn't feel cool. And ever since then, I've been trying to prove to high school me that I am cool, which is why I work at a radio station where the pay isn't fantastic, but I have a lot of awesome perks and I have a ton of fun. And I do feel very like it's just it's just a fun life that I'm living and I'm enjoying it. But there's always a little part of me that's like, man, 17 year old Matt in that lockdown facility in Montana that didn't know what the he was doing with his life is like would be so stoked on this right now. And I feel like that's the primary person that I'm trying to prove myself to. Yeah, that's like that Jordan Peterson book, that chapter where he's like, don't compare yourself to who other people are today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, the, the high school definition of cool uh, still plays a role in how I am, but I also think, you know, I've become more adult and mature and learn to value other things too as well, but definitely like working here. And, you know, when I shouldn't say that, like I'm 32, but the idea of being on stage at White River Amphitheater before, while we're bringing out Alice in Chains, right, is like, that's still really cool to 32 year old Matt. Yeah. But I just pursued it to prove to high school Matt that, he could become cool because he didn't feel cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, the cool thing is such a weird aspect, right? Because I, I, yeah, I never thought of myself as like the coolest person ever, right? But like, I was popular. And I, now, granted, it helps that I went to an all guy high school, right? I feel like with women, like, no offense, but I feel like co ed high schools are going to be a little judgier just because you're competing every day for like women's attention as well. Yeah, and you and I are both guys, guys. You know what I mean? Like, we just statistically have way more male friends than female friends. Right. So, like, right. So, I was cool. But also, like, I, you know, I will say this. I I do like going to events alone sometimes. Because I can remember, I'll name, you know, I remember going, there was a guy in my high school, right? And he was, he was a beast, right? Played football at Alabama, this and that. But I remember somebody telling me once, like, you know what makes him super cool? Is he'll show up to a party alone and just, like, meet people and stuff. And to this day, kind of like, I guess I'm echoing Matt's saying, but I'm just like, it is cool, man. But I don't know, cool is such a weird thing. I don't think of it being cool, but then people are like, man, you're a pretty cool guy. Like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. And it can also be situational, you know? That, like, so that's what I think it all is. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, yesterday playing pickup soccer, I'm comfortable playing pickup soccer. So, like, when I left, you know, I was just saying what, saying bye to people, giving people high fives, whatever. And I walked out and I was like... Nice, man. Like, cool little exit. A couple people gave me compliments, you know, nice plan, whatever, and just rolled off. But then, like, there are other situations where I'm just, like, the most awkward person in the room <laughs> because I don't know, you know, I'm just not used to it or or whatever. But I just feel, having to feel comfortable in that that realm so it's easier to be cool, you know? Yeah. And I and some people, man, I mean, I see it in adults still that try very hard, right, and will spend a lot of money on certain clothes or a car, this or that, to still kind of fit that image. You know what, Matt, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe you're right. Maybe part of coolness as it evolves and change and nobody can define it. Maybe it's just all what we thought was cool in high school. Well, and people are still trying to do that. Could be. I'll tell I you mean, one thing that's not cool. Me blazed at a bar. 
Least cool oh. dude in the room. I promise you. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah, that is a tough question. I don't know. And it also depends on other people's opinion of what you do or what you're about. Right. Yeah. People think I'm a douchebag because I walk around in cutoffs. You know what I mean? Like all the time. And like I'm dre- I wear basketball shorts or sweatpants and like shirtless band T-shirts 95% of the time. To the average 32-year-old, that's probably not cool. But yeah, because depends. I'm moving by high school me's definition, I think it's fucking awesome. Mm, yeah. Well, and I'll, also, there are some people who are universally cool, I feel like. And that's that's pretty rare. Snoop Dogg. Yep. Yeah. Anybody out there questioning that dude's coolness? Uh, the only thing I'll question about Snoop Dogg, if it hadn't been for Erica Badu, that would be Andre 3000. Yep. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I literally was listening to Outcast before I came down here today. And weirdly, Taylor Swift. She's got a couple cuts I didn't really realize. But yeah, Andre 3000. Dude, here's a real question. It's like, how's Miss Jackson doing? Wow. Did they ever resolve it? I mean, I think at this point, let's just look at facts. Miss Johnson, Miss Jackson has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Ten times out of nine. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's so, so good. Uh, so good. Yeah, cool is such a weird question. Mm-hmm. And and cool kind of has moments too, you know, like scenes. Like, well, Atlanta is still cool, but you know what I mean? Like Atlanta like peaked in that moment with Outcast or whatever and like 90s era Seattle was considered cool. Like, I don't know. I, I will say like as I, I – mean, Atlanta's had a giant rebirth. Well, yeah, and part of that is the Child tax game. credit too. Oh, no, I'm just talking about musical-wise. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying for films and and TV shows, they're shot there because they get a big tax credit also. Right, but that has nothing to do with my comment. What I'm saying is, is like, music-wise, Atlanta has been a hotbed for the last few years, right? I mean, when you talk about a certain, you know, style of music or what do they call mumble rappers or whatever, like, Atlanta made that. I agree with you, but I think they're interrelated under the umbrella of entertainment because you have things that play into each other, like the show Atlanta, but also with Childish Gambino. You have music videos from artists in Atlanta being shot in Atlanta rather than somewhere else. Like a Seattle musician, for instance, might shoot one in Vancouver because it's way cheaper to do or TV shows. So it all feeds into what I would consider the cultural zeitgeist around like Atlanta being a cool city. But I'm with you. Like music, no question, I, right, started it. I'm not saying it doesn't have a piece, of, but I'm just saying I would. It'd be hard. Pre- like it, like Outkast started it to me. Yeah, but I, they I'd started be, a bit. But I'd, I'd be hard pressed to say that was the heyday now, just because of what has happened the last five years. That's fair. Migos, Man. Young Thug, Twenty One Savage. Mm-hmm. You know, even Childish Game. Like you I can, must not be that cool because I still think I'm like we're talking about Young Jeezy and Ti, right? Oh right, <laughs> damn, I forgot about Ti. Yeah, I mean, Ti had an album called Trap Music. I, Lance he invented was talk- it. Yeah, this weekend Lance was talking about how he likes trap music, and I, I don't. You know where up- Lance got that speech? From you? Damn right, <laughs> right. But so I put on the album Trap Music by Ti, and he's like, "This isn't trap music." And I was like, "You don't is- know me." <laughs> yeah, this is my definition of trap music, man. <laughs> right? I mean, that song was fire. <laughs> trap. Okay, say no game. Yeah, Were you fun. there that night uh, years ago at the, uh, what do they used to call that one? Uh, where a couple of our friends, female friends lived and they had dogs and stuff. Wasn't the compound? The ranch. The ranch. Yeah. The ranch. So we were up there one night and somebody's like, like, does anybody else like trap music? I was like, dude, I love trap music. So like as they're putting it on, somebody was like, what does trap mean? I'm like, well, it's about drug dealing and there's like one way out and one, you know, one way in, one way out. Thus it's a trap, blah, blah, blah. 
and then they put on a certain genre of EDM. Like, no, this kind of trap music. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, and like trap houses and just like, yeah, that whole kind of like, what's the right word for something like that? Uh, I don't know the right word. Never mind. You guys are just looking at me. I'm not going to yeah. think of it. Nah. I feel like now we're going to get emails on what was the golden era of Atlanta music. <laughs> yeah, and what's, a, and what's a, considered a yacht. And what's is cool. It a, is it a footage? And what's cool? Are yachts cool? I, I don't know. I, I think so. I do think now my definition of cool <laughs> does have a little bit more to do with like the depth and the personality and the, the mindset the, that an individual has. Um, I agree when with I'm, that. When I'm looking for it in other people, but the way I define cool is still very much fueled for myself by what I thought of cool in high school. Is sitting in a glass pool at Jaguar Stadium cool? Absolutely. I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could say it. It's all right, man. Absolutely. That's where we pop bottles and drop models. <laughs> Be so easy. You would think, dude. You would think. But you and I have said that about a lot of <laughs> things and come out of it empty-handed. Like, think about the sheer number of, like, events that we've been like, oh, man, it's going to be easy. Fish in a barrel. <laughs> Just on this podcast. It's like, yeah, we're the dudes who, like, go into a diamond mine and come out empty-handed. Like, are we not... The conditions changed when we were in the mine. Well, it's that's not our fault. Yeah, the map is not the territory, okay? It's easy to just draw it up on paper. <laughs> okay, your boys are out there taking yeah, shrapnel in, the, in the, uh, the trenches. I was talking about, I was telling the condom story from Burning Man the other day. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> God damn it, dude. But when it starts. God damn it. And I won't I'm, mention. I'm ashamed of that. Go I, ahead. Right. But I won't mention who this person is. But when I start the story, we'll just say over brunch. Uh, you could tell they're kind of giving me a look like, where is he going with this story? And then it ends with like, yeah, we never even took the plastic off the big box. Yeah. But I realized. Off the Costco box. I realized I saw my mimosa too and go, you know how condoms come in like three packs, six packs? in the big 12 pack i'm like this oh you better bring this story back <laughs> they're kind of looking at me like why is he telling me this well they need to be patient man you know a good story has its like you got to take a couple of curves but yeah that is that was humbling here's the okay here's the real question if we go to burning man do we do we bring condoms this year yeah do we not no here okay but hear my logic on this if we bring them we're not going to need them if we don't bring them we're going to need them so is it better to just Get laid, despite the fact that we, like, like what's the right word? Um, to take, like, a, to take the, the, fr the free roll of having karma on our side to get laid if we don't have condoms. Or do we each bring secret condoms that the other person doesn't know about? So when I think you don't have one, I give you one at the right moment and vice versa. I say we bring condoms either way. Yeah. I'd rather go sexless again than come back with an STD or a baby. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, if it's a cool baby, but STD, no thanks. <laughs> he was birthed at Burning Man. <laughs> man you're going to have sex with a girl how and would sound for the rest of that baby's life. <laughs> birthed from my loins beneath the hot sun. <laughs> In the dust. <laughs> Our skin smoldering. <laughs> Yeah. What's the bar we with the daytime one? Feasting on lamb's meat. What? What's the daytime one we talk about? Um, district. Oh, district. <laughs> I'm dude, I, I don't know if I told you or not, but I'm doing one day at district this year. Like I'm gonna go full regalia, like an hour at district, even though you burn up nineteen hours of energy. Matt, have we told you what district is? Yes. Okay, yeah. So for people who don't know, basically a, a post apocalyptic Mad Max themed outdoor day club in the middle of Burning Man, in the middle of like hundred degree heat. 
everybody looks like the world just ended. It looks like humans and robots fought each other for control of the world. Humans just won, and they're burning tires and dancing like it's the last breath they're ever going to take. That's District. And the thing is, you go in there, and if you dance for an hour under the hot sun, it's like wasting 19 hours of your usual energy where you'd be conserving energy and drinking fluids or whatever. So, Ted, huh. I'm going to dance one time and one time only. I'm going into District white hot. And then I'm shutting it down for like 19 hours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable. And there, I mean, it, but it, it, it's in the middle of the day. Yeah, and the then the sun goes down and it's over. Yeah. Huh. The energy exp- expenditure is insane out there. Everyone's wearing camelbacks, like uh, big, uh, what are those called? Not breathalyzers. Uh, gas mask? Yeah, like gas masks or uh, respirators. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you're just putting your body through it. But it looks cool as hell from inside your goggles. Matt, District is so like it's unbelievable, and it's a raw. day club. Like, I, right? I I've been there and just kind of stood next to. Him. I was like, "That's not my scene. I got to get out of here." That's too much. Well, because think of how hot you are when you're dancing. Yep. Add to that being in a, a mosh pit. Add to that being underneath 110 degree sun, and it's just like District is. Yeah, there's some real people in there. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think a lot of glory lies outside of your comfort zone, and that sounds uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's also just turn the daytime. Every other bar you go to is just like, get in here, have a drink, whatever. Like, District is the one daytime place that is just chaos. It's a blatant waste of energy. <laughs> yeah. It's like almost like a show of fitness at this point. And like the girls in there, like, smoke it. There's like models everywhere just going off. And it's just like, yeah, but the energy drain is so real. Yeah, like I have a friend, right? And she'll uh, bartend there during the day. She's 5'11 and a model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. And people are not like just kind of casually dancing like in a nightclub. And it looks like a music video for Mad Max. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Remember years ago there was like... Nice. Yeah. I don't know if it was real or not. Excuse me. And it was the year we were there. But there was a video of like a a GoPro falling off like a a drone or whatever. And it like falls out of the sky. And then it lands in this crazy scene in Burning Man. People are dancing. There's hot chicks. That is District. To this day, I don't know if that thing is real. It seems like the GoPro might have broke. But either way, when they pick it up, that's District, if you want to see what it looks like. Yeah, it's live. Check YouTube for that, by the it's way. It's raw. It's real. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else did I want to get to? I got a lot. I got a serious one. I'm going to leave that out. Oh. What? All right. I, you know what? Fine. I'll get into <laughs> it. It's Pride Month. And then today, did you see in Boston, some guys were like, Runa, we want to p- petition to have a straight Pride parade. Whoa. Is they were like, I don't understand, like, why can't we have a straight parade and this and that? And it's like, it's kind of like I do with the Confederate flag, so I'll break it down for you very simple. If you're straight and you hold hands with your girlfriend and people beat you up for that in America and other countries, right? No, doesn't happen. But what about when you can't get married? Like, pride parades started as a protest to get these people equal rights, right? So the idea that you need a straight parade or you need a white uh, you know, like, well, there's a BET. Where's white TV? Have you watched fucking TV? There's a lot of goddamn white people on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or how is there Black History Month and not a rest of the month? Or uh, White History Month? Well, because the rest of the year is white history. Right? Like, read a history book. We kind of take out a lot of things. So that, that was my only thing about the straight pride parade. Like, if you're really into that and like, why don't we get one too? Like, you're a moron. You need to be smarter than that. And you don't honestly believe that. And also, you can't, you can't persecute a group of people and then want what they have. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. Although I think I'm coming around to a different way of enforcing it. So originally I was just like, I was exactly in your camp. I was just like, you know what? Like, no, you just don't get it. Now a part of me is like, you know what? I don't give a shit about your parade. Go for it. Call it whatever you want. Like you can have you can have your own parade too. It doesn't like that doesn't affect me and your parade's gonna suck and no one wants to go to that. So now I'm like more laissez faire about the whole thing and it's like I don't wanna be telling people not to have parades. I'm just like, fine, that's just a stupid parade. Like now, in you your have right. it if you want to have it. I think I used to be more that way and now I'm getting more of just like I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you know, and I'm tired of the line. Right, I'm tired. Frankly, let's just be honest about it. Like the, lying, lying, lying. Oh, lying. Like okay. the president lies. Now, whether or not you agree with Trump or not, like there's some things he just flat out lies about and mm-hmm. goes, "I didn't say that." We, you said it. You tweeted it out. We it's saw on TV. it. Right, like you know what I mean. So that that's where it's like the straight pride and this and that. Like, come on, guys. So now I'm getting more to the point of now, like, no, you're an idiot. You're just doing this. Like, and what do you care? <laughs> this pride parade affect? How does that affect your life? What is so terrible? You live on 4th Ave? All right. Probably a little busy that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I, I don't understand that. And it's just like a weird, to me, it's like a weird jealousy and this and that. Like, just let them have their thing. Yeah. There's and one... go to it. Pride is fun. That's what yeah, I was going to say, man. If you put away your damn hating on gay stuff, like, you'd have a really fun time there. Yeah, you can have a good time without making out with dudes at the parade. Yeah, you know what I mean? And... Like, people think they're going to be hit on and whatever. Like, they probably know you're straight, A, and they're still welcoming to you. But what I would say is- and if you want to make out with one, go for it, bro. Yeah, too, right? Like, enjoy yourself. So what I would say is that the sadder flip side of that that people don't really want to talk about is that I think a lot of people in this country, um, so one of the human needs is, is significance. And I think as people in this country lose their um, economic power- or like their jobs, things like that. They are on an ever-shrinking island of things to identify with and be prideful about to in turn get significance, i.e. if you're part of the United Auto Workers and now you're no longer – and that was a source of great pride that you made Cadillacs or whatever else. Great. I think that there's a lot of pride in that. But that job is gone. And so now what next macro do you go up to to – have pride about it's like okay well i'm an american or i'm a michigan fan or whatever and so they have to find something else and for a lot of people that the bottom has fallen out on you know you're in the mountains of kentucky like it's either you're pro-america which a lot of the trump supporters obviously we see um or and and by pro-america i mean like you identify so specifically as an american that 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 default mode of living that you were born into without any choice of your own has become your main rock of, on which you set the flag of pride. So either you know it's American or it's white or it's hetero in some cases. So that's the sadder part of it is I think a lot of those people don't have something else to feel good about. That'd be my read. What do you think about that? I mean, I agree 100%. And I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but also like and I don't think of myself as some highly educated person, right? I didn't go to college, but I really liked history. Like, just do a little research. Like, the South is, you know, there's, right? The South is the South. And there's still a lot of racist stuff that goes on down there. But I just would encourage people, like, look at your history if you live in the South, right? After, uh, after the Civil War, blacks and whites are just poor, 
right? Now blacks are free. And then you have these carpetbaggers, right, which is a term for a politician that comes down from the north that wants to run for an election in the south and get your votes. So they do nothing for the south. Some of the poorest states in our union are still in the south. All, almost all of them. Right. And they did nothing for them. They just convinced them because they're white, they're better than black people. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's my thing where I get fired up, too. It's like, man, do some history. Like, they, they haven't helped you. Like, what is the point of this? Yeah. Well, they haven't helped you. And <clears throat> as part of, I mean, depending on how conspiratorial you want to get, as part of a larger. But that's not a conspiracy. Uh, right, right, yeah. right. Not at all. I'm saying for my comment that's coming yeah. up. So that's not a conspiracy. But so I'm saying depending on how conspiratorial you want to get about um, larger either government or world government agendas, the idea is um, you want to divide people in order to control them, whether that's breaking up unions or whether that's pitting the middle, making the middle class scared shitless of becoming the um, lower class. And so pitting the lower class, the middle class against each other, while the 1% upper class runs off with, you're gonna have to believe me again, Matt, all the fucking money. So that's the other piece of it is fear needs to play a huge part in pitting in mar- in in making one group the marginalized other and pitting two groups of people who have a common interest against each other because it's in both of their interest a lot of policy decisions would be in both middle class and poor uh, or lower class in, in a lot of their interests but by pitting them against each other you can manipulate them into getting what the upper class wants and maintaining a status quo or advancing an agenda. So I'm not shocked that they used fear to that end, but it's been shockingly effective. Yeah, it is. I, I just, I don't know. And it's just my the way I am. Like, I bring up stuff. God, me and you have had conversations before where you're just like, not meanly, but you're just like, dude, I studied finance in college. Like, sorry, you're just wrong about that. And I'll be like, all right. You know, now I might look it up after you leave the house and check on it, but I'll be like, all right, he was right. I'm just picturing you tonight scrolling through yacht pics. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's a sailboat. <laughs> so what were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, so I'm just saying sometimes some of that stuff, like I don't blame people for getting duped, but like I, I don't, how many times you could get fooled before you go, all right, maybe I should look a little more into this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, I don't think it's, I think part of it is uh, natural and a big part of being that we fear things we don't understand and a big part of it is manufactured and intentional and that's what's that's the sad part of it about to me is the human malevolence within that yeah and it's like I, I've said this a few times but like I live in a major city right I grew up in a major city right I grew up you know outside of Washington D.C. inside that beltway PG mm-hmm. County what up uh, <laughs> and I live in Seattle right so I live in major cities but I, I, to the life of me, I don't understand if you live in the Midwest, like why you're more American than I am. Like, I don't think I'm more American or I don't think you're less American than I am. But mm-hmm. it's, it's like, well, I'm from a small town, this and that. Like, I, I get it. But like, what makes you more American just because I live in a city? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. And there is weirdly that sort of um, idyllic Americana um, that people think of like the Midwest or whatever. I don't know where that came from or why that prevails, you know, like Main Street and small town whatever, being the heartland of America and stuff. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Yeah, look how the systems work for you. I'm sure all those small main streets are thriving. Or there's a Walmart near. Yeah. Mm. Reading a good book about Walmart right now. Shocking. <sighs> don't even start it. It's going to transfer me into talking about Stan Kroenke, who can go f*** himself. Wait, so are they having the, the parade, though, to bring it all back? 
I don't know. It was just trending today, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And I thought clicking on the straight pride parade, most people were like, this is ridiculous. We were like, yeah. Like, what, is the left going to get upset about that? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, straight people aren't prosecuted. Um, per- persecuted. Persecuted. Yeah. Right. I wonder if... Or prosecuted. There's no oh, laws yeah, against there. being straight. I would like to know... There's laws in a lot of places about being gay. Yeah, that's so bizarre to me. I would like to know the so crossover... But, but you were right on the correction. You know about these incels? Involuntary celibates? It's like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Do tell. Well, it's like, a, it's like a movement or like a group of people that are like... Yeah, it's just... I, I just wonder like... How many of those people that are upset about like <laughs> gay dudes are out there getting laid a lot, you know? Yeah. And there's that's what I was gonna say. Like, how many how many days is required for entry? Because I feel like I'm just like <laughs> just staying barely above that line. Well, no, I mean I think it's like you have to get like pissed off and resent women about it or resent <laughs> a lot of things. But yeah, I just wonder like, yeah, if you're out, you know, live if you're out just enjoying your life and you know, like, I don't know why you'd be complaining about that. It's basically basically what I what I draw from that. Like, was yeah, gay people can do what they want. They go chase ass and oh, just, so you're saying it's people who are not getting laid who have become uh, well, resentful of people getting just, of gay people getting laid. Well, well I was just wondering. Yeah, it's like gay dudes seem to be in my experience. You know, granted, I live in Seattle, so I see the you know they're very. It's a very open community for gay people to embrace that and have a good time about it. And holy shit, do they have a lot of fun with it. And to me, like, if you're a dude that's, like, resenting the fact that you're not getting laid, which is basically what my understanding of this incel group, whatever, online is. I haven't done a ton of research about it. I've just heard about it in passing. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I've gone I've gone through some dry streaks before. And it's like, it's not fun, but... There's, like, dudes that are getting worked up about it, and, like, I think there's a crossover with that and, like, um, you know, just, just a, like, men's rights activists that are getting really hyped up about it. I, again, I, sometimes when we get into this stuff, I don't do enough research on everything to be running my mouth publicly, but if you're out, you know, having a good time being straight, I don't know why you need a straight pride parade. I think a lot of it, honestly, is just people that are gay that just can't admit it. Because it goes against religion, oh. it goes against where they're from, it goes against this or that, right? Because you look throughout history, there's homosexuals everywhere, right? So the idea that it's some new thing or it's being taught to people, to me, it's just kind of ridiculous. I also agree with a lot of people, it's hard to really hate something unless at some point you loved it. Mm. So I'm very careful to use the word hate. There's yeah. people I dislike, but like, like I mean, look, I'll just be full of disclosure, right? There's probably a time I might have used the word hate against some of my exes. But it's because I was in love with them. Now right. I can just be like, well, we don't get along. But I don't hate them. You know what I mean? And there's So like to hate something and be that against it, just talking about sexuality, is very odd to me. Suspicious, it's odd, yeah. It's odd to me that people that transition from one sex to another, that a lot of straight people take it automatically to a sexual thing, right? It's like, well, what's going on in your, you know what I mean? We've talked about T-girls, T-boys, whatever on here. I'm sorry if that's not the proper term. Right. But it's like, right. They're attractive. That that's, a, you know, like mainly it's straight guys that are into that stuff. Yeah. So it just I don't know. That's just that's my thing. It's like sometimes like, dude, if you just if you want to be with another man, just go ahead. Or you want to be with like your woman want to be the woman, like go for it. But I understand why people hide. Yeah, I think that 
<clears throat> I mean, one thing that's important is that like people think of love and hate being opposites. And I would say that the opposite of, of love is not hate, but it's indifference. And so people yeah. who, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so solid. when people care a ton about an issue, there's likely a reason why, I mean, to allude to what, what you were saying. So like if someone's super worked up about like gays in the community or whatever, it's like, yeah, man, like you're, you're probably gay, which no worries. But the, <laughs> the, the other piece of that though, there is a psychological element as far as I understand, at least like this is my limited understanding of it is people with the, within the big five personality traits, people who are um, low, there's a trait called openness to experience. Um, and it's about... It's essentially about uh, having an open mind, uh, creativity, being able to accept uh, change and new ideas and things like that. And people who are really low in openness to experience, they crave security and they crave boundaries, most of all. So lines drawn between things. They don't like blurred lines. Um, and they like things to be in tightly knit uh, boxes. You know what I mean? So you know, to use an example, like when they crossbreed different fruits, like they would rather just like it's an apple and this one's an orange and they like things that are fit in a tight, neat, neat boxes. And oftentimes it goes uh, hand in hand with orderliness. They which, don't like those Asian pair crossovers. Yeah. Yeah. They hate so then, car a car. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously, you know, that can be extended out to um, maybe non-traditional either love relationships, non-traditional sexual relationships or proclivities and things that, you know, I don't know. And then the other side, the, the, the third piece, I guess I would say, is that that Solzhenitsyn quote, the line between good and evil runs through the heart of every man. And because of that, I think we all have a dark side that is uh, oft not embraced. And so a lot of people who are against, really against things are secretly super into that. And it's Things like, you know what, actually a really good example is Pornhub when they put out their stats every year of oh, most yeah. searched words. Yeah. Like, through the South, a ton of it is like, I actually don't know what the word is, but it's like basically like black ebony? dudes banging white chicks. Oh. I thought it was just interracial. <laughs> easy to. No. That's what's like ebony. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that too. But like. Oh, it, interracial or like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's like a huge one. And it's like, okay, so maybe like on some level that person is scared of um, uh, like an African-American guy. Uh, having sex with their woman, but also maybe they're turned on by it. You know what I mean? And so, but they don't want to admit that clearly to themselves or whatever. Man, so, yeah. I don't know, man. Just There's a couple layers to think about anyway. Porn is out of control. I don't, yeah. Are you projecting on us? No, I, like I porn just, hasn't changed. I don't, mm. <laughs> Scary. I don't know why there's so much fucking incest porn just like popping up on the home pages. Like I don't, it, it's an alarming. We have covered this on the MegaCast too. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just you for it's a while. Unsettling. It is. Does that mean they're based on your past searches? <laughs> I, I, that's why I never wanted to bring it up. Was you're I assu- not being retargeted. Your yeah, friend. I assume that's what it was. And then finally, like we brought it up on the MegaCast, and I was like, "What is this? It's, it's just weird." And it's yeah. like I can fathom that they're actors. But the storyline is so terrible. Like, I, I can't watch this. Yeah. Like, stepmom, step, you know, like, it's just like, ah. Oh. And you'll see, like, oh, no, no, that's a porn star. I've seen her in just regular things where she's blowing a pizza guy. Like, I. Yeah, I, there's I, one porn star I like, but she it, it's so much of it is step this and that. You have to, like, search through the fine one where it's just like, she does the plumber. Yeah, thank you. I just, I'm not even a plumber. POV, friggin' normal one-on-one, like, I'm sorry. I'm just. Vanilla. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Because <laughs> uh, like, it's not based on your guys' search habits, but it is based on people's habits writ large. Right, there's a market for it. Yeah. I think in general, I would 
think it just had to be because people kept putting it in the search bar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But like, why is that a human attraction? Like, what, is, what about I mean, that is turning people the, on? You the, know? Uh, again, may not be the proper term, but like the, the T-girl stuff makes more sense to me. It's like, oh, yeah, people are in it. Like the, yeah, the, the incestuous stuff is just really weird. And yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's a market for it where porn studios are m- manufacturing it, which, I mean, I guess that makes me feel a little bit better, but it's also, yeah, really, really weird. And like, I don't want to be thinking about deep, dark, complex shit when I'm just trying to rub one out. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I would also say that as people become like, uh, um, what's the word? Um, as you become desensitized, they need like deeper, darker, more extreme stuff. And then also, you know, America is just so puritanical to begin with that I'm happy in a larger, in a wider sense, I'm happy that porn is embracing kink and niches and people that conversation is starting to come offline and into you know living rooms and bedrooms mm-hmm. or whatever but yeah that's a weird one for me if, but you know who is to say what's weird i suppose right and you know the this is a good sound whatever we're here uh, but like <laughs> say it the step prefix like i've never dealt with having a stepsister or a stepmom or anything like that but you know it could it's almost fathomable in like, oh, wow, if, you know, your dad marries this new chick and she has a hot daughter from her past, like... Yeah, it's just some hot chick who lives with you, right, right at a certain level. Right, so that almost makes sense, but you see them where it's not even, like, using the step prefix, and I'm like, what is going on, people? Yeah, yeah right? Like, yeah. yeah. Right, I mean, look, I'm 38. My mom's turning 75 in a couple of weeks, right? Now, she let's say she gets remarried and the guy has a daughter that's 40. Like... Maybe the daughter is just hot. Like it's not. It's not because I'm now somehow like sort of close to her. Like, yeah. Like right. I would, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I can let some other guy just come in and bang your sister. You know. <laughs> I've been like, judging. It's so funny, right? Because now I feel like I, I. I'm not judging. I do feel this way about people. But uh, so we have these new tank tops at uh, KSW. Uh, go to the Rock Shop and are grab they, one. Are they Those for are sale? legit. Dope. I thought they were just for staff. Oh, no. No, 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 no. They're for sale. They're for sale. Okay. You done messed up, Tim? They just gave them to us early? Yes. Uh, Are those men's room summer drinking teas available in the rock shop? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to double check it. Uh, Actually, the drinking shirt is a button-up. Yeah. I was was said last night on the air, like, you could wear that to a wedding. Right. And like my buddy Munson says, if you you have a button-up shirt on, you can get away with being much drunker. (laughs) That's That's a good point. (laughs) <laughs> Dang it, M- Matt! Now you have me question myself. The email said they have some for the on-air staff and the PR people. All right, my I don't bad. know that that means that they're not gonna be available in the rock shop, but I got that. Yeah, I got that email, and then I got mine, and they're dope. Uh, anyway, my point is, is I don't wear a lot of uh, tank tops, right? So we got them the other day. I took a picture in it with uh, Robin. Took a picture, and we posted it today. And it's funny, like, uh, people were giving me crap about being super hairy or this and that. But being dead honest, like, it took a lot for me to even, like, like, I thought about it last night. Like, am I going to let her put that picture up? And, like, I'm trying to flex. But, you know, I have muscles. But it's not not as defined, right? Mm -hmm. So some guy's just like, oh, is that supposed to be a muscle? Like, blah, blah, blah. And my first instinct is to get real fired up, right? Like, come on, man. I've been working. But also, like, 
I realized that like I would do the same thing with other people, right? So sometimes I would judge, you know, somebody like Matt, like you were talking to her, like, oh, this guy can't wear sleeves, gym bro, blah, blah, blah. So I, I guess my point is, is I work on myself. It gets a little easier. But man, it, everybody has that. Inst- I, I don't know what that is, but it's just so easy to judge people. And I feel like on social media, it makes it even easier. Right. It's- and for most of these people, I'm sure, like if I met them, they'd be super fine. And they're just kind of making a crack and a joke. But I, it just kind of hit me as I kind of. I was like, oh, is everybody just going to talk about how hairy I am? And then I was like, wait a minute. I used to, I judge people all the time too. Yeah, I wonder if society is getting more judgmental. That's a good question because I remember we were talking about the Ballard uh, Seafood Fest or whatever. Right. And I was calling out gym bros, right? So I was the judgy ass. Mm -hmm. And now you're on the gram in a tank top. Got his one-year nutrition coaching and gets into some training sessions with he who shall not be named and look at him now. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, you're right. I'm like, ah. I don't know. That was just a funny one today. I, I was, wonder why. Do you think we're judging people more? I think, honestly, I think it's just human instinct, animal instinct to yeah. judge people. Whether or not you hear, you know, it's like when you hear a loud noise, right? Like your instinct takes over like, oh, crap, danger. Yeah. Right? I think it's the same way. Like you just kind of size up people. So maybe you start judging them. And then, you know, we wear clothes and stuff. So it, it says something. On the same way I might judge somebody and be like, well, that band sucks. There's also times I'll walk by somebody and just be like, that's a dope shirt. I right? tell people weird like that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you look super cool right now. Sorry I, to say that. And they're just like, thanks, man. Right. So, <laughs> say, so that's almost like a good judging because we've judged them now as cool. It's, like they're wearing the Seattle Metropolitan's shirt. That was the last guy. I was like, that's a great shirt. Yeah, yeah dude. I, yeah, I'm with you. I throw out weird little ones like that, too. I think it's definitely instinctual, and the more that I kind of examine my own judgmental tendencies, the more I realize how ridiculous and self-centered they are, um, and that helps me when when some feel more justified to realize that, like, yeah, I also judged that person just because they were standing in my way of where I was walking, and I was like, f*** this person. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and so noticing... When that's when when something that ridiculous and unfounded allows me to when I jump to one that seems a little bit more warranted in my head, be like, this is probably equally ridiculous and like live and let live because, yeah, 95 percent of the time I could look at myself in the mirror and, and especially here at night I wear these goddamn blue blocking glasses and it's just like, yeah, we 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 got no place to judge anyone. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what, every year, Pain in the Grass teaches me the biggest lesson about being cool, right? Because like Matt's saying, it's going to be Slipknot or yeah. Godsmack, some giant band. We're all out there announcing them. I've been signing autographs, taking pictures. We're on that stage. We are fucking cool. And I'll get dropped back off from Capitol Hill and go to a bar and like somebody just be, like kind of bump you and like, get out of my way. Like, yeah, like cool, like kind of bringing it back to like what's cool or not, but it's, it's just so weird and fleeting. Like, man, 45 minutes ago, I was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that goes back to the judging thing. I don't know. I just, that tank top picture today, like, for me, it was a powerful moment. Like, all right, throw it up there. Well, yeah, and also, <clears throat> you know, all judgments are based on a, a inherent, there's an inherent value system in all judgments, too. So, like, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing that I judge people on is, like, what? More water? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not going to pour up. over all the... Uh, FCTP on the game today. Yeah, he is. He's a pro, man. 
I almost said F and pro, but he can't hit the thing right now. Um, yeah, but so there's an inherent value system in any judgment you're going to make. And so like one judgment I still make is when people throw cigarettes on the street just because I value our city being clean. And I know other people value that. And so it, 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 it annoys me. Thank you, Matt. It annoys me when people who have said that they value that are also part of the problem. And so, yeah, part of it's a part of it's a value system thing. Part of it is, yeah, you're right, that we are – sort of judgmental about arbitrary stuff and it, I don't know and then like as as Instagram ties into it uh, it, it's too complicated in my head I don't know how to how to verbalize what I'm thinking but yeah I'm with you alright before we I know we have emails to read this week before I get to that a uh, quick shout out to my man Alok uh, Pub League update I scored one <laughs> and they waved it off oh! Comps out on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I knew where that was going. Damn. Oh, sorry to hear it, man. Damn, damn, damn. It was brutal. What? Offsides? No. Uh, you know how, like, so the so pub league, right? It's six on six. So those goals are like the you 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 put them up, yeah. and they're like tension. So their their consensus was the corner kick, like hit the outside of the netting, and the the pole bent, and it came in. Uh. But let's be honest. If it had hit that pole in regular, so, so I would—that's my new thing because I've been listening. If it had hit the pole in regular soccer, what? It would have bounced out fair. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to say it would have gone in. Oh no, no, no. So I mean, I was just there and just the tiniest little toe poke. But I mean, it went in. I mean, my arm shot straight up, and I st- like I'm—I had all these <laughs> ideas. They were out of my head. It was just like just run, and I see him just being like, nope, nope. It was out of bounds. And then I just walk over to the ref, because everybody kind of knows the refs and everything, and I'm just like sitting there with my hands on my knees, and I'm like, yeah, f***ing hard. I've been, like, been working on that. Oh, I thought you were the one taking the corner. No, no, no. Scenario. I'm there, like, on yeah, corner gotcha. kicks. you had a rebound. Right. Nice. So I'm like, Great. try to be on yeah. the back post. But it gets worse, right? Mm-hmm. So my buddy Alok, now it's turned into a thing, right? The team's kind of like, we got to get Ted to score yes. this game. Well, you talk about it enough. I'm not surprised. Right. Shout out to Tracy for getting her first public goal get it, Tracy. for flying hellfish. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. <laughs> Adam again. Sorry, I screwed up your name. So so in the second half of the second game, right? And it's a warm Sunday. By this point, play has slowed, right? People are gassed. So they're like, play up front, Ted. Be the, you know, be the striker. I'm like, all right. So Loke's like, dude, just get in. Like, I got you. Like, play up front. I'm like, all right, all right. Dish me the rock. There's two corners. The first one he sends in is perfect. Goes out of bounds. The second one, Cobb, I'm telling you, I'm a foot away from the goal. He lays it in perfect. But I try with my right leg, and it bounces off my left leg out of bounds. And I'm just like, like, and again, I'm going to the mannerisms of watching soccer. I'm just like, like, oh, like, thank you for the service. I screwed that one up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was Megan's birthday. May have had a beverage afterwards. Yeah. It was a fun week. Hell and we yeah. got two wins. Dude, oh, see, there we go, man. That that goal. How many games do you have left this season? Uh, Hopefully four. Three okay. for sure. There's still time. Yeah. Yep. There's still There's time. There's still time. I feel like this week coming up is quote-unquote fun week. Or people may... Uh, people could be sleeping. Could be a little looser than they generally yeah, are. could be sleeping, this man. This could be the week. Are we allowed to, we allowed to spec- be spectators yet? Uh, it's like us... Call oh I? yeah, I'm oh. working Sunday. Yeah, oh, okay. Matt, you can come on by. Okay, it's close. It's close to your house. Oh, perfect. Somebody just moved right by you too. 
Who was it? Oh, I'll tell you off there. All right. Uh, yeah, Jesse and Jamie came by with the with the with the baby. It was Francis's first soccer game, and I was like, "Well, I guess all she knows is wins." Dude, if you had gotten a go- yeah, if you had gotten a goal, you could have signed the baby for sure, for sure. You pull that sharpie out and just boom, like sign the baby before the crowd kind of realize. Even while people are still celebrating, you get away with a lot right after a big goal. Uh, what else? Did I do? Yeah, it, but. The, the games this weekend were a ton of fun. You could tell I got a little bit of sun. Uh, it was a good time. Also, if you're ever in Bellevue, which I'm not in Bellevue a ton, but if you're going to go to a bar and want good food and get a beer, go to the Pump House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid. It, solid, right? And it's yeah. just so funny. There's like a giant Porsche dealership around yeah. and this and that, like exotic cars. But Pump House is old this school. Is a good, regular oh, bar. Yeah. Right? And the burgers are like grass-fed. Like. It's, yeah, I wouldn't even call it like a dive bar. It's just a regular bar. Yeah, but, it's what Bellevue but, but needs. But because it's in Bellevue, it feels maybe a little divey, but it's just right. a regular bar. Right, so for Bellevue, I'd almost call it divey. But it's a great mm-hmm. bar, like great beer list. It's that. like a I was good watch- neighborhood bar, really. Yeah, I was watching yeah. Champions League in there, and it's it's awesome. It's always crowded, but like it's a great place to go. Dude, you're making moves, man. We've got Ballard, the east side. This is perhaps a new Summer Smith. <sighs> You never know what he's going to do. He's crossing the bridge. I heard, yeah, I heard paparazzi saw you on yachts now. I don't know. It is a sailboat. <laughs> I hear things. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I still have this stupid yacht page up on Google. Jesus. <laughs> all right, let's read some emails, Cobb. Hey, guys. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say thanks to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. I look forward to Thursdays now because I get to hear from you boys, and you seriously brighten my day. I also wanted to share that I took a page from Ted's book, and brunched it up with my girls this weekend. Oh, nice. I not only went to, to brunch, but I got a mimosa just because I thought, what would Ted do? <laughs> <laughs> WWTD. I'm, I'm pretty sure we got white girl wasted, but I'm only half white, so maybe the gene isn't strong in me. Uh, but not super crazy while touring and tasting a couple at a couple wineries. I think you boys would definitely have approved of and enjoyed. No wine for Matt, but I'm sure he could have found some yummy alternatives. Thanks for getting me through my week, boys. Ashley. Good work, Ashley. Yeah. She just sounds attractive. Am I wrong? No. Ashley. Does everybody know at some point that they, like, uh, come across an Ashley that was known as Smashley? I knew a couple back in the day. It was like... By my reaction, that's a no? No, guess not. All right, well, yeah, I knew some Ashleys that threw down back in the day. Not like, yeah, that was more about, like, getting wasted, getting smashed. Not like, yeah. Boys, can I just say we've turned a corner here? Just looking at the emails, we've got an email from an Ashley, an email from an Amber, an email from a Miami. Miami? Well, it's Miami Jake, but it's a cool name. Yeah. Hey, money, money is a major issue. (laughs) <laughs> it was the name of an album. <laughs> um, and it's also the only way I can remember how to spell Damn Miami. <laughs> what is, was it in a Rick Ross album, Money is a Major Issue? So sometimes I'll be like, Miami, money is a major issue. Dude, that's funny. That's how I do uh, uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I think of, um, uh, what the hell is that movie? Uh, B-E-A Beautiful? Dude, yeah. That, what's that guy's name? Jim Carrey. Yeah. In... Ace Ventura. Yep. It's like, B-E-A, beautiful. <laughs> and so that's how I, I literally hear that in my head every time I write it out. I think about that sad song. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. That guy's pretty funny on Twitter, though. It's true. It's true. That song was everywhere for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw your face. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. 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 
Ted, you're beautiful. Hey, boys. I've been listening to you since literally the beginning. I usually save up yeah. and binge on you because sometimes I just need more of you at one time. Uh, Cobb, God damn, you're smart, positive, inspiring. Also, what do you do? Thank you, Amber. I appreciate that. Um, I uh, start businesses and either grow them or sell them. Uh, because you're still a mystery. Okay? <laughs> I feel like I've been an open book on this podcast. More, Have I not? I mean, yeah, but yeah. there was also a time period where you were just in Austin and we were like, yeah, he's in Austin hanging out with friends. Hey, man, I go dark. Okay. You know that about me. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fine. Dude, you know what? I feel like now you're attacking Amber. We were talking. She just made an observation. Two minutes ago, she was hot. We were, <laughs> well, that's, now, the, that's the key to now. being mysterious. You attack all dissenters. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I've been working with women who have eating disorders for all of my... Oh, Jesus. Oh. Let me make sure she signed this. Okay, she did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, I've been working with women who have eating disorders for all of my nursing career, and I appreciate your take on exercise and nutrition. Balance and moderation are key, and I wish more people believed that. Yeah, they sure are. I had a lot of pizza this weekend, but I also had salads with them. Ted. I saw that. Ted. Well, F, boy. I've listened to you on the men's room for so long and often think they should cancel the show when you're not on. But they can't do that with, all your, <laughs> with your alley cat lifestyle. Also, in my house, we cheer for Arsenal and Liverpool. Go Arsenal. I'm emailing. I was 100% Liverpool versus Tottenham in that cup final. I'm emailing because I need help and can't think of uh, better, uh, not as biased individuals than you three. My husband and I currently live in the Sacramento area. area. Uh, we love our lifestyle now, high pay, decent cost of living, but find that we are getting lonely with all our family up in Washington. He's currently interviewing in Seattle, but we are unsure of where to live with him and I potentially working in the city. But... Because of his uni days at UW, he hates the idea of living in Seattle. The biggest dislike is hearing conversation on the streets and the sirens while in our own place. I'm an RN uh, looking to gain hospital exposure and go back for my master's to be a family nurse practitioner specializing in eating disorders. I also want to live in a walkable place for job potentials, groceries, pubs, food, kid care. Um, oh, yeah, we have an 18-month-old. How can, uh, can you help us? Somewhere outside of Seattle proper, easy access to the city via car or train, somewhere that has a hospital. Our current thoughts are Issaquah Highlands. Uh, his brother lives there too, but there's something like that closer to Seattle. Any input from the listeners? Thanks, boys. Sorry for the truly long email. Amber, a.k.a. ex-redheaded stepchild, a.k.a. I only have one a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, that's pretty funny. Uh, I mean, I don't know about hospitals, but a train station, small town that should be cheaper, I would say, is Sumner. Yep. Yeah, that's not... Oh, and take the... Um, uh, not light rail. What's it called? The uh, Isn't commuter it just, rail. Yeah, yeah. Sound of commuter rail. That's not a bad call. I was actually going to recommend uh, Magnolia. Magnolia is not cheap. Um, it's not. She didn't say anything about cheap in this. Um, but I just assume when you say not Seattle proper, or remember because the sirens, the sirens, which Magnolia yeah. is very sylvan. It's like oh. weirdly sylvan. Um, so that could be a good option. Um, some of the places down, almost sandwiched near Lake Washington, on the backside of Capitol Hill, if you wanted to be close to the hospitals. Like um, Leshy or uh, Rainier Beach, but some of those, yeah, that's probably not the best record. And that's going to be loud. Even well, Leshy is not too bad, but Rainier Beach would be. Because Leshy has kind of got that natural, almost cliffside that you're tucked underneath, a lot of vegetation, quiet stuff down. But yeah, I, th I think my best bet would be Magnolia, probably, if you want no sirens. I mean, East Lake weirdly has a little patch that's pretty good, too. Yeah, I mean, 
Judging our buddy, I'd throw out Muckleteo as well. Yeah, Muckleteo's not yeah. bad. Serious commute, though. But if you can get on – there's a light rail train that picks up right there, too, like five minutes from the Muckleteo ferry. And, like, Tacoma's done a great job, but, like, Everett's on that come up right now, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I that, agree that's with that. Cha- that's a change in area. Yeah, and it's cheap, and pretty soon a lot of that rail is going to all tie together as part of the master plan. Um, Northgate, if if you're looking to be closer to the city, Northgate's about to have light rail, so that's also an option. There's some neighborhoods in there uh, with some – actually, there's a few – uh, you can no longer say very cheap in the Seattle area, but there's some less expensive houses. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all these. So they built all these houses right after World War II, and they're all cinder block houses. So they're like, it's like the size of like a couple of shipping containers, but it's all built out of cinder blocks. It's very cheap housing, and they've gone up in price because of the land, but they're still reasonably, you know, affordable. My grandparents lived right, right up there. Um, it's like right before you hit kind of Mount, uh, Mount Lake Terrace, which. For what it's worth, anyone from there, there's no mountains, no lakes, no terraces. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Amber, I would say the it's somebody that moved across the country. Like, I, I think, I don't know how long they've been in uh, Sacramento, but it, it, at a certain point, and it's harder to have an 18-month-old, but, like, whether it's her or him, like, just make a little bit of a friend base out, you know, like, outside of your, like, somebody from work or whatever, like, that helps it make feel more like your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Miami Jake came in hot. <laughs> Miami Jake. Me versus a thousand guinea pigs? Give me a grenade launcher. Because you guys already mentioned a flamethrower. Hope, <laughs> hope those in the first couple, couple rows come dressed prepared. This event <laughs> is going to have a splash zone. <laughs> I like that, Jesus, Jake. Dude. Good call. <laughs> hey, guys. A thousand guinea pigs? Easy. Rain death like the OG death dealer. A sickle. You've come out, you'd come out a bloody mess, but you'd look tough as <laughs> Tyler. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. We got time for one more? Yeah. Throw it in. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Uh, you guys were talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. This series is fucking insane. Yep. Playoff hockey is its own monster. Uh, since we don't have a name for our team here, I just want to say, go Sharks and suck it, Matt. Wow. Uh, figured I'd tell you about my Uncle Bearbait. Kind of a badass story. He was packing an elk back to his cabin in Idaho. I uh, he heard something behind him and looked, nothing there. Turned around, and boom, mother fucking bear. It swatted him around, and he ended up crawling under the porch. The bear was trying to get at him, but was too big. When the bear walked away, he got inside and grabbed his gun. He went back outside to finish the fight and ended up killing the bear. My uncle got 43 stitches on his chest, and we got some bear sausage. Fair trade. As for the cob topic, I'd use a weed whacker to kill the guinea pigs. Seems like it'd work pretty well. Take care, boys. P.S. Shout out to fellow fellow listener and my jackass cousin, Jeremy. EverQuest sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Spicy! Spicy! Getting it in. Spicy. Getting shade in all directions. Wow. Uh, yeah, a lot of shade. The NHL playoff, that Stanley Cup is final. Wild. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I haven't seen another game since we were I watching. Did see two, that. Two. I did two, see two. that. 2-2. Yeah. I did see that play you were talking about. Holy shit. That was oh, the guy without insane. the helmet? Yeah. yeah. Where you speared the guy? Yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah, that was awesome. I think I you're just headed- sent a message. I just sent a tone yeah. for the whole series. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're headed for a breakdown, so be careful not to show it. <laughs> All right, Matt, let's see what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening, 
Hey, hey what's good? What's man? Check out with what's happening. Well, this was a fun weekend for me because I went to see Ten Miles Wide two nights in a row. Uh, Friday night they played at the Tractor in Ballard, which was a ton of fun. Um, you still got that hot dog cart out there? Outside the Tractor? No, I don't know. I've been in the Tractor a bunch, and I live in Ballard. I've never seen one. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the one with cream cheese on the hot dogs? Yeah, there used don't they to be, all have that in Seattle? I don't know. Yeah, I know that it is a Seattle dog. It's a Seattle dog, but specifically, I feel like there used to be a really good one outside the tractor. If, if yeah, dude, it was that dog. lady I talked to in Miami. I can't think of the name, but yeah, they have like seven or eight of them now. Yeah, it's kind of like a, outside of Numos used to be a great it's one. It's not Monster right. Dogs. No. It's one of the Seattle chains, though. Yeah. 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 I'm well, with you. They have one on Capitol Hill. I just don't know what it is. And possibly one in Belltown. Yeah. I don't know that there's a, a hot dog cart in Ballard anywhere. I mean, I've walked around Ballard quite a bit on the weekends. Um, it's a shame. Ballard's gone. But uh, if you have a hot dog cart in Seattle, <laughs> you're not offering cream cheese and grilled onions. Get the fuck out of my city. Uh, but I had a great, uh, great time there. <laughs> hot dogs or not. Uh, Ten Miles Wide was playing with uh, Megafauna, who's out of Austin, Kyle. Oh. And they're, uh, yeah, they were really cool. They have a, a female lead singer and a, one of my favorite bass players. He was, he just, he looks like Dave Grohl with a mustache. And it's just an insane player. So Megafauna was awesome. Of course, 10 Miles Wide killed it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, at the Tractor Show particularly, I mean, I, it was so many people that, uh, you, you know, like we were talking about feeling cool earlier. And, um, you know, not just my external whatever appearance, but just the amount of people that I've made awesome relationships with and awesome memories with that were there you know, it was a very, like, affirming night as of what I've chosen to do with my life um, and just saw a, a ton of awesome people. And, of course, the soundtrack was killer, too. Uh, and then uh, the next day, um, after that, uh, a few of us went over to my house um, for a little while because it's just right up the street. And uh, the next day, Lance came over. Uh, we were going to go Corvette shopping, but the guy at the dealership wasn't budging on price over the phone, so we decided to not not deal with that. We went to Kiss Cafe down there in Ballard and got some sandwiches. That was a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, Lance took off, and uh, I went down to Tacoma to see 10 Miles Wide again at the airport tavern, which was equally awesome in its own way. Uh, much smaller room and much lower stage. So, like, just a totally different experience, really intimate. And uh, Megafauna was there again as well. But, I mean, the stage is maybe eight inches tall. So, when I'm in the front row, as I do, you know, like, I'm basically about to hit my head on Jake's guitar head when I'm rocking out. And, like, if I fall, I might hit one of the pedals on accident. So, I had to be careful. But it was. Uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun in there, tight space. Again, a lot of really cool people, but uh, the night before was like way more people that I that I that I knew, um, and it was a yeah, it was just great. I love Ten Miles Wide. They're on a bit of a hiatus, so it was good to to get a double dose of them, um, and they're just awesome dudes. Uh, and yeah, I got a fun picture with them afterwards. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram uh, at nine 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 ki. I still be I posted it, but yeah, those guys are. Awesome. And uh, then the next day... Um, I saw it. It was pretty dope, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. 
I love it. Um, well, that's why you were like, I, I was like, 10 miles wide? Yeah, 10 miles wide times two. Um, yeah, just This will to, shock you. You're in my algorithm pretty strong. Yes. <laughs> Doing something right then. Um, and then, so the next day, like I said, I was in Tacoma for 10 miles wide. My grandpa lives in Tacoma, so I stayed at his house. And the next day, we went and played golf together, uh, which is actually, we went to North Shore, the public course over there, kind of by, I guess... Technically, it's Browns Point area, um, but like kind of oh, the, yeah. the Federal Way Tacoma border, uh, which is he lives right down the street from there. And that's Browns actually, Point is beautiful. Yeah, so that's actually where I learned to golf uh, for the most part. Is I'd come up here, my grandparents would take me there. We did golf lessons with this guy Chris, you know. And I I I think this is only my second time actually playing there, but I spent a lot of time at the driving range uh, and the putting green and the clubhouse, which is no longer there. They're like redoing it, and there wasn't a a um, place to eat afterwards, uh, but it was a lot of fun going back to kind of where it all started with my grandpa and uh, just played nine and took me seven holes to remember to choke up on my driver and then I crushed it on the last two, of course. Um, so if you're ever golfing with me, please remind me to just like, that I, I'm not that, uh, the, I'm using a club that used to be my dad's and he's a few inches taller than me and if I slide my hands down the grip a little bit, I have a lot more control over where the ball goes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we went to Dairy Queen afterwards, got some food and, uh, chicken fingers. No. Um, uh, what is it? The Turkey Ciabatta BLT or something? Oh, it's a say DQ. A chicken basket Monday guy too. <laughs> right. DQ got some solid chicken fingers. That Texas toast. I yep. believe it. Yeah. That the, the Ciabatta Turkey BLT was really, really good. Um, but I've never gotten it there before. Uh, usually what do I get? One of the chicken sandwiches there. Usually it's just a blizzard. Who, who are we kidding? But, uh, yeah, we actually got, got food there. I don't remember the last time I got food at Dairy Queen actually, now that I mention it. Um, besides Sunday, so they thank you for that. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> thanks for supporting our business. <laughs> I've got a ton of blizzards over in my day. All right, so. sorry, I'm Dude, just, uh, Warren Buffett's got enough money, man. Does he own that? Warren Buffett owns DQ. Yeah, he's a major shareholder. Huh. Oh, tell him to put one in Seattle proper. For crying out loud! I'll see what I can do. All right, thanks. Yeah, and one close to College Park. When I was a kid, DQ was a delicacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was rare. Yeah, I'm with you. They are kind of rare. Like I can only think of one on the whole east side. I used to get like large blizzards when I was a kid. I don't know how the hell I did it. I got a small, and it's like that is so much sugar and ice cream. And yeah, but they're amazing. Blizzards are legit. Yeah, um, but I remember getting like the the giant ones with my buddy Alex. Yeah, tip <laughs> it over. Every time. <laughs> Ted just made the hand signal for just flipping it over. Yeah, it's not coming out. Yeah. Have uh, you seen the YouTube videos, though, of people who turn upside down, like, shake it? And it like, falls yeah, out. Yeah, see? And yeah, it falls out. It right, everywhere. it's just supposed to be like a, see, it's a blizzard. Yeah. Like, in and out. You look really dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, awesome weekend. And, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I was... Yeah, Ted's yep. drinking a beer. You yeah, think like, to the cop topic there? As soon as I reached over for it, I was like, he's going to wrap it up as soon as I put this to my lips. But it's about that time. Cop topic. Cop topic. You know, I never mind a silence on the cast. I feel like at this point, people are ride or die. And podcasting's different than doing a regular radio show. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm with you. I always like... For for like a hundred or like two hundred fifty of our first episodes, I always felt like we needed to be like talking every single moment, you know. Now I try to be a little more. 
Yeah, and what they call long form. Like you can you can take a breath. You'll be all right. Yeah. Or a refill on water. Yeah. Which was dope. I'm I'm good. Just good. That, that was legit earlier. Um okay, so this is kind of a weird one, and I don't know exactly how to describe it where I'll get the answers I'm looking for, but <laughs> the cop topic is all right, so you know how there's like some smells that people think are bad, but you might like? Gasoline. Like, gasoline. Gasoline would be a good example. I love it. I love it. I hate the smell of gasoline. What? Oh. A lot of people love it. You're off the cast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the kind of scent I'm looking for here. So Yankee Candle has just released a line of the most disgusting scents. What's their best-selling candle? Like what weird scent that most people don't like or say they don't like is actually selling out like crazy. So we're not talking like lavender and oatmeal. We're talking like some real scents out there. Wait, are we guessing which one sells well? No, 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 no. Oh. You're throwing out one that you think would be a big seller despite, despite people thinking it smells bad. Money? Cash? I think cash has a smell. It does have a smell. I don't know that I like that smell. Do you like the smell of money? Come on, Doc. But do you like the smell of money? A always, B B C closing. Always be closing. Always. Coffee is for closers. Yeah, coffee is for closers only. <laughs> I mean, money. I'm trying to think of what else is a funny one that I like. You're so money, baby. I, was, I will say this. I like the smell of sauerkraut and cabbage. It's a terrible smell, but I like the food and also the smell of like uh, like cabbage cooking kind of reminds me of like my grandma's house. Okay, that's yeah, that's fair. But I wouldn't say that's a pleasant smell. Like Jesse and Jamie came over like a month ago, and I cooked a pork tenderloin and sauerkraut. So while it was delicious, like I'm not gonna lie, my place didn't smell awesome. Yeah, I got you. How about this one? You remember magic mark or uh, those smell markers, Mister Smell? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, the black one. It's black licorice. Oh, is it anise? That's what it is. What? Anise is that spice in black licorice. Oh, I mean, I think they called it black licorice because it's oh, for kids. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so I hated black licorice as a kid, but I like that smell now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's not that controversial then. <laughs> Did you like the smell of the, the black one? I do, but I don't want to eat black licorice. I loved the red one, too. The next smell's awesome. Matt, weird smell? Um, Man, I was... Well, I just had one in my head, too. I don't uh, hate the smell of bleach. Really? Yeah, that one could be on there. That would bring it me back so clean. To, yeah, that would bring me back to growing weed. Brings me back you, to you being to, a lifeguard. You have to clean everything really well. Um, you know what cleans things that I can't stand the smell of is Lysol. Mm, yeah. And I fathom that it's cleaning everything, but I'm just like, oh, that smell is weird. Yeah, kind of like hospitals. Do people like the smell of the the hot dog carts? Well, they grill onions to get the smell in the air. So okay. Yes. Okay, because I love that smell, and I don't know. I mean, I would assume. Like maybe I think that's pretty like universal. Okay. Like grilling delicious fatty meat. I was also like... Maybe vegetarians. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, does everybody like, like that? I don't know. I mean, because I like the smell of my own farts. Like, oh, like way too much, I feel like. I don't know what the consensus <laughs> on that is. The, the only... He's spiraling, man. Get us out of here. It's only been my girlfriends that have been like, what the hell is the matter with you? So I don't know if that's like a universe, if that's like a- You consistently like your own farts? Yes. There's some days, maybe I went out and didn't eat to 80% or slowly and put some (laughs) garbage in my body. The next day, like, that fart is awful. Right, but I I still enjoy it because it's mine. Indian food. 
The only time I've enjoyed yeah, another person's ever. farts was at Hate Read with Kevin because it was just hilarious. But um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, gasoline was the first thing that came to mind, but we all said that. Um, Ted, we're spiraling, man. Get us out of here. Yeah, I mean, I still have a soft spot in my heart for like fresh cut grass. Which, like most people like that. Yeah, that's not controversial. What else? There's oh, probably some weird ones. I got one. When you're sick, the smell of your own snot, which is kind of a weird thing because it's like, how do, how do you smell snot? It's already in your nose. But like when I'm sick, I can smell my own mucus, and it's just kind of entertaining. Oh. I don't know that I like it or want it in a candle, but like a mucus-smelling candle would be, I don't know if it would be the best seller. But. So this episode 263 from CTP for Cobb of the Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. Thank you.